0: Starfield, I feel like there's like eight planets with a lot to do, like a lot, a lot. And then a thousand planets with just nothing. Right. I'm waiting for somebody to find a Doom Easter egg on Mars. Someone's going to just find their house. You're like, why is this in here? It's Greg's house. Why? (laughs) Greg's house. Like, (laughs) this is a plaque in front that just says Greg's house. It's like, has anyone found this? Like, what is this? And then, like, people already is like, is this your house? Yeah, but like, I mean, no, 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 (laughs) they're just pounding on their door, (laughs) let us in Greg's house, there's collectibles in there, alright, let's get this thing going, welcome everybody to the Last Ones In podcast, I am Jaria. joined this week by E, Hello, and Robbie, hi, and it's spooky season, dun, 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 beware, you're in for us, goosebumps, Da, da, so da, da, da. oh man, go- there's a new Goosebumps series coming to Disney Plus actually on October 13th. I thought it was Hulu. Uh,
1: I think it's
0: Disney. Maybe it's. Hulu. I don't think Disney owns Goosebumps. Oh uh, yeah, they do. It's Fox. I thought it was Scholastic. I think. It- I mean, I think that's the books, but I think the film rights go to Fox. Robbie's going to look at Disney it owns yeah, Fox now. The... I that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Either way, it's Disney because Disney also owns Hulu. Oh well, yeah, but they keep their stuff on Hulu. Well, actually, uh, they're going to be getting rid of Hulu and putting it all on Disney Plus. So oh. They're making it just one big service. It's awful. I hate it. Doo doo. Exactly. Doo 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 doo. It's <laughs> <is> all <what laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: yeah, I'm super excited, though. It looks great. Uh, I won't watch it, probably. I will. Why won't you watch it? I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, that's a good reason. <laughs> As a legitimate reason, I yeah. think they're also trying to crack down on password sharing like Netflix has. They are. And despite being very into uh, Better Call Saul, not enough to, to pay for Netflix. <sighs> it's a shame. I pay for Crunchyroll, and it's so funny because I don't use it. Maybe D, D is the other one who, like, we just split it, and he is so much getting the better deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's Spooky Month, so we're going to be watching some spooky stuff. Don't you worry, we're going to finish all of our trilogy still. We have plenty yeah. of time for that. Well, the third Plano of the Apes is just a horror film. I mean, the horrors of man. Dun, 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> that, that could technically work. Uh, I was going to say Riddick, but I think we watched the one that was... The horror film, quote-unquote. Yeah. The last one is also the horror film. It tra- well, we have it tra- the middle one together. We have the middle one still, yeah. The middle one is very much sci-fi action. There is almost no scare in we that We gotta one. go back back to the past. I think there's four Riddick movies, actually. Are there four? Technically, if you count the animated one... Oh, well, then there's two. I do want to watch that one, but on my own time, probably. I think the animated one's French, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't know. It feels French. the The fun part about, like... <laughs> doing stuff like this is you learn just apparently France is like behind Japan in terms of like global animation production. They're just not good. They're not there yet, man. (laughs) They don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They do. People love their movies. They blink too fast or too slow over there. I don't know which one. (laughs) Something's going on. Or sometimes they don't blink at all. It's too much wine. Too much wine? Too much baguettes? Sure. Too much free water in the streets? (laughs) Too many croissants? Too Too much healthcare. too much health Way too much health care. That's the issue. Dariah's is so hopped up on no health care that he, he sees in frame rates unimaginable to the French. Where's some radio sound effects? I need to start a star right-wing podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what did we watch, Dariah? We watched The Conjuring, directed by James Wan. Came out 2013. This movie's 10 years old now. That's actually much newer than I thought it was. It's going for the 70s vibe. Yeah. The whole thing is, hey, this is from the 70s. the storage from the 70s, so everything's 70s with it. Uh, James Wan is very good about staying period true when he's doing stuff like that. Uh, Malignant is also like a uh, Dario Argento kind of. Yeah, I was gonna say that one was like '80s, wasn't it? It was '80s and then Dario Argento inspired stuff, so it sticks within that genre really well. Uh, it, <laughs> this is a complete side thing, but uh, Malignant has one of my one of the most hilarious things to me, and it does it purposely because everything in that movie is very purposeful. Because yeah, off the fucking walls bonkers. But it's a tiny, tiny little itty-bitty house. Then it goes to the interior shot and it's giant gothic rooms. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's so stupid. Anyway, uh, The Conjuring. The Conjuring. I have seen this many, many, many times. It is, I, uh, spoilers, I enjoy this quite a bit. It's a great horror movie. Robbie. It's like the third or fourth time I've watched this movie. So you've seen it a few That's, times? Oh right? yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Because like it was one of those movies that the first time that I heard about it, and I was just like, "Oh, like it's you know, it's whatever." And then, like, no, 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 like horror's back. And like, I watched, it and I was like, "Oh, that was a lot better than yeah. I expected to be." This genuinely was kind of the rebirth of horror again. Kind of, yeah, no way, yeah. Uh, e, Hello. you have not seen this, no. Uh, this is one of those movies where I was like, "I don't know if you'll be able to handle it," because uh, I it is. I think I still think that it is quite scary in many parts. Uh, but you watched it. I watched it. You didn't even walk away at any no. point. No puke. No puke at all? Almost? Al- almost. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think I know thing? the scene he's talking about.
0: Arguably not related to the horror in the slightest. Not even a little bit, really, yeah. <laughs> Less than, than teen movie made me want to puke.
1: Yeah. Uh, so this
0: movie is rated R for sequences of disturbing violence and terror, and it is 112 minutes long. We watched the Blu-ray of it. Um, the Blu-ray is 10 years old. <laughs> that one in particular? This one in particular, uh, I bought it t- exactly when this movie came out. Like, day one, I bought this when it came out. so This is first-run Blu-ray. That means it still has an error on it. There's probably something fucked up about it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you put it in 20 times, the Blu-ray actually will implode. It was, part of, it was part of that Blu-ray era to where they just give you that default shitty Blu-ray menu, and it has nothing, it, <laughs> it's just a static image from the movie. Yeah. It's one it, of those. That was something that I was going to say while watching this, because there was just the static image with, like, a little bit of creepy music in the background of it. And yep. the first at thing I thought is like, this music. movie did well enough. They could have put like an actual like moving scene in the ba- or while well, you're in the main menu. At the time of this movie coming out, which has drastically changed at this point, but at the time of this movie coming out, it was the third highest grossing horror movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, I think, I think it was the third highest grossing opening ever at like 38 million, which seems hilarious now. Right. Like like, It and with, everything having... With It and the... The Nun, even, which is in this series. Yeah. uh Just, it's insane that this was, like, such a huge hit when it came out, with those low numbers. And the Conjuring universe has kind of just only gotten bigger since then. It's only gotten bigger. Have they made another good movie? Yeah. Conjuring 2 is really good. I think two of the Annabelle movies are really good. um So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's at least one. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a couple more good ones in here. I don't think I haven't seen Rona yet. Bad, really, actively bad. Uh, I think *The Third Conjuring* is mediocre. It's not terrible, but it's mediocre. None one is awful. None two is the none one again, but higher production. You and indeed watched both of those, and I don't know why, because like you didn't want, you didn't like seem to expect anything. We went into the first one with very high expectations, I actually. guess, but like you, you should have just taken that as a sign, right? <laughs> we didn't <laughs> <laughs> but you should have both of you up to when you watched it kept talking about like yeah no, this is probably going to be garbage yeah sometimes you go and watch a bad movie man that's what you do no especially if you love horror I never want to watch a bad movie you show them to me anyways <laughs> you with the horror genre E it is just 90% of the time you're walking into garbage so if you go and expecting garbage if it's an okay movie you come out on top yeah man but There's then still again, some horror movies I want to watch, and you're like, "No, E, you have to sit back and watch, <laughs> watch Friday the Thirteenth one, which doesn't even have the hockey mask in it. No, it doesn't. It, it. Isn't, isn't it. a good movie. I don't think the second one does either. Does it? It's not a uh, three, right? Uh, I think it comes in those other one. He has a one, potato yeah. sack in two. You said right? Has yeah, potato sack man. Yeah, that's good. Also, Jesus, not even in the first one, anyways. He's barely he in, is. He's he, barely in it. Yeah, he's in it for like the last five seconds of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's not in it very long. Yeah, we might. We should maybe return to that at some point. I don't know. At some point, we can yeah get back into the Friday Thirteen stuff. Maybe I'd be more interested in the Nightmare series. Honestly, I think the Nightmare series overall is more interesting and better in a lot of ways. No, I agree. Uh, It's a lot more charismatic. I did joke we should watch Jason X. Like, skip all of them. Go to (laughs) ten. The problem with that is that Jason X is just tons and tons of references to the series. Damn it! It's like a love letter to the series and in outer space. (laughs) So. What we need to do is we need to watch all of the outer space horror movies. We need to watch Jason X. we need to watch um Hellraiser, Hellraiser Four yeah. we need to watch Leprechaun in space.: Have you even seen Leprechaun one Leprechaun in space, that's all you need. That's <laughs> really all you need. <laughs> leprechaun <laughs> One leprechaun the worst. Two back in the hood or whatever So there is Leprechaun two and then there's leprechaun back to the or Leprechaun in the hood, and there's Leprechaun back to the hood oh, oh, oh. yeah, it was a spin-off series that's also kind of sequels. Uh, they remade Leprechaun way later on with none of the stuff from Leprechaun, just <laughs> completely different, and then they rebooted it again after that with some stuff from Leprechaun. In horror it. movies are such an enigma. So yeah. strange. I'm glad I wasn't a horror movie fan. I would have just been <laughs> disappointed. <That's laughs> just to lot- be fair, like growing up, the rental store that me and Dry went to all the time, like they had a lot of horror movies there, and 95% of them were garbage. Yeah. Like, we would just, like, rent, like, I never heard of this one before, and then rent the movie, and then be super disappointed that we paid $5 to rent that movie. Like, everyone's, like, nostalgic for rental stores, but that's what I always remember about them, is, like, not, like, all the good stuff's always rented out already, mm-hmm. so you find something, and it's never good. <laughs> I, re- I The one thing I remember renting was fucking Thumb Wars. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it wasn't. Well, th- I hadn't seen Star Wars yet. Well, yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> it's also stupid (laughs) but the thing with rental stores is and this is the thing I think everybody is nostalgic about at least for me and Robbie I think it is there is that like 5% chance that you get something That is literally a life-changing movie for you and changes how you view films. I already watched in A's Big Picture Show. What else there's nowhere up? But imagine if I found Eden Big Picture Show in a rental you store. You can't, because they never released it physically. But imagine. They still have it. It's not even in the complete the complete series box. Well, it's not a series, it's a movie, so it can be in the series <laughs> box. So. It also is missing like seven episodes. Yeah, well. Hey, where's this imagination we keep on telling you to have? I uh, have to imagine it. It's we like it's like believe. how Jariah has like anti-nostalgia for a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I have anti-nostalgia for like rental stores in
1: particular. <laughs> Man, they were stores just,
0: so good, though, and they are just inconvenient. Super convenient when you live in a tiny town and you're poor. <laughs> yeah, actually, very convenient. There were a lot of times like. We just had nothing else better to do, so we just walked down to the rental store and like, look at movies. Yeah. I think we got kicked out one time because we literally had no money, but we were just like looking at movies and like, I yeah, if you're with... not going to rent anything, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. I did that with GameStop a lot. There were a lot of times when my family would go to the mall and I would just beeline towards the GameStop and look at games yeah, I'm not going to buy and then leave. Every time? Uh, every single time. Yeah. yeah, every single time that we went to, uh, went to the city, since we grew up in a small yeah, town, yeah, that yeah. was like, we'd go to the mall and my mom and my sister would go clothes shopping and I would just be in GameStop the entire time just looking at games. And then you'd sneak into Spencer's and be like, oh my gosh. <laughs> is that Spencers? what nipples look like? Spencer's gifts has like dildos and stuff. Oh. Yeah. When you live in a small town, dildos are like, what the fuck is happening here? I assume every like, house would have one. No. Really? Yeah. That you know of. That we know of. I have searched every house I've ever been in for a dildo. <laughs> every single one. So four. Yeah, I found about four in Robbie's house once. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he said, "Somebody for had to a research." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Conjuring. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. What are we doing here again? <laughs> conjuring. Uh, yes, Conjuring. I'm going to read the back of the box because I think it's very unspoilery. Okay, and then we'll uh, keep going from there. Based on true events, The Conjuring tells the thrilling story of ghost hunters Lorraine and Ed Warren, played by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson respectively, who help a family terrorized by an evil spirit in their mysterious farmhouse. Does I have right? a question. Yes. Is it based off a true story? Yes. It is based on a true story. No, I asked if it was based off of one.
1: Yes. Elaborate, please.
0: <laughs> I'm, I, feel, I feel like this, I'm confused now. Yeah, is that, all. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. Elaborate the difference between on a true story and off of a true story. It's not. I'm just being <laughs> Now just I'm just confused. Thinking. Anyway. He's being sassy tonight. Based on true events, according to some people. According to the, the people who would profit from them. According to the family. Mm-hmm. The family is very adamant. That these things did happen. The thing about the Conjuring movies is they're all based around Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren... Are real. Are yeah, real. They are very they're real Very, people. very real. Their house is very real. At the time where this is supposed to be taking place, their child was in their 30s, actually, though. Uh, not the The Warrens were not very handsome or good-looking, what? so that was a lie. Who gets to determine that? Looking at them. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That bad, huh? So having Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga play them is like, man, just lying right away. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, they want to look like Mulder and Scully, all right? They kind of do. I mean, they get the hair right with both of them, honestly. They really do. But um, they're con people. Even, Mm. I think, if you believe all of this stuff very adamantly it is very difficult to look at their career and be like, what did you guys add to any of this? Uh, because they did go to this house, uh, the Farrens, I believe it is, the Farrens' house. Yeah. And they went there twice. So the thing is, everything that happens in this movie is like, hey, this happens in like a couple months or whatever. Every, all of the events depicted in this happened over a 10-year span for this family.
1: Uh.
0: Yes. Um, The house in the movie recreated it almost... To the T, actually, what the real house oh, that was is, cool. yeah. Um, the family actually did go and visit the set uh, whenever it was being filmed. Uh, James Wan spoke to Lorraine Warren quite a bit for the script and stuff like that. So, like, if you're looking for real, according to the people that experienced it, this is about as real as you're going to get in that aspect. So, I I need to pick apart something you said. You said they visited this house twice in real they life. They visited two years, yes. They were kicked out the first time because they were unable to help, and then they visited a second time, and then nothing really happened. But they weren't kicked out at the time, I don't believe. So, 80% of this house is not like this was normal then. Most of this house was normal, yeah. Uh-huh. But there were many accounts. Uh, One of the children wrote a book about all the accounts, stuff like that. Some of it matches up to what is said here and said by the Warrens, in fact. Um, as far as footage goes, there's none of that, obviously. Yeah, it was 70s. Right. It would be very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, if you do believe in supernatural stuff, I think this is about as close as you're going to get to something accurate to supernatural stuff. Gotcha. You know, maybe just my skepticism running rampant here, yeah, 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 I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as much as I do hate Edler and Warren in real life, the stories that they've concocted are very fun. They, and That's the thing about con people, though, is con people tell really good stories. They really do. It's how they make their money. Yeah. <laughs> so they you be can't be it. a good con person if you can't, like, wrap someone around your finger, ultimately. Like, yeah. here's the thing. This is how you know con people are very, very good at their job. They started selling snake oil again. They just changed the name from snake to essential oils, and all of a sudden it's profitable again. Yeah, but if you put a picture of snake on there, twice as much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Essential <laughs> Steak Oil. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Ed and Lorraine Warren had their hands in a bunch of supernatural things. If we ever get to the second one, we'll talk about that because it touches a few cases there. Uh, the Animal Doll, famously, is very real. The room they have with all the artifacts from all the cases they've done, very real. Uh, I don't think you can tour it anymore, but it used to be something you could tour. Yeah. Which is another kind of red flag, is the fact that they had a whole <laughs> bunch of tours going through. Listen, there, you we can't to- touch any of this stuff or else big demons could escape. Yes. Yeah. No flash photography. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, like the actual Annabelle doll is just a raggedy and doll, but yeah. yeah, they just have a raggedy and doll behind a case. Uh, they do have the sign that says like no touching, mostly because somebody did grab it and like started yelling at the doll and then apparently got in a car wreck on the way home. So the story says, I don't says, believe that in, for a second. It's, 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 well, Okay. I believe someone grabbed it and yelled at a doll. I did, like, I don't believe those were correlated. But, at any point. <laughs> In fact, I, yeah, I, they put the correlation yeah. there, which is why they say like no one's allowed to touch the doll anymore and they have it in a, inside of a case. Now I really want it to be the Raggedy Ann doll in universe. <laughs> that would be But so that would be funny. less scary. It would be so funny. Yes, but yeah. one thing that I noticed, even just with this movie, because I have been watching all these Conjuring movies. Uh-huh. They retcon so much in their later movies that is shown in this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, but it's supposed to be based off of a true story. How do you retcon real life? They retcon all of the Annabelle stuff with the other Annabelle movies. Uh-huh. Uh, like, the, uh, the story they show in this one, like, this is the origin of Annabelle. Totally retcon all of that. Nice, nice. Uh, well, they huh? retcon it, but, like, what they did for, like, the movies, because, like, I remember with Annabelle Creation... Like, they had, like, oh, there was another family that had yeah. it before they had it, and all this happened to them, and then they had it. But no, that doesn't make they... any sense, because they said that they let the thing in, yeah. and that it did nothing yeah, Exactly, that. That, But, <laughs> but like, they tried the to make it seem like, oh, no, this is totally part of the thing, but it wasn't. Like, they did retcon a whole bunch. Yeah, that, and then there's a whole bunch of stuff that, there's a second, con- they, so the Warrens have conferences in the movie, and there's the second conference, they're talking about this guy who was possessed, this French man. Mm-hmm they use that and they recreate that scene with a different actor for the nun because they connect the nun in a whole bunch of different ways to everything else. Yeah. Uh, but specifically that, and they insert a character into that at the end of the first nun movie. Is it like, a, is it like playing Kingdom Hearts when you play one of the stories they're not yeah, allowed to change? a little bit. <laughs> um, but like it, from the thing that they do in the first movie to lead it back into the first Conjuring movie, makes no sense why there would be a Conjuring 2 even so, like, <laughs> there's just a whole bunch of weird retconning stuff that they've oh, done man. to it. Mostly because, like, they're trying to like. I remember it was after, it was after the first Annabelle movie that like me and you had a discussion of like, oh yeah, I guess they're gonna be, try to make like a whole cinematic universe, like what they're doing with Marvel, apparently. Yes, that was the entire plan. Is they were gonna make a uh, cinematic universe. It was after Conjuring Two came out specifically. Conjuring Two was a big production thing. So there's multiple monsters in Conjuring Two. That had spinoff films made about them. Uh, the Nun is the big one that took off, and they're very happy about that. I, assume, I am I'm sure. I assume that was all the money in the world for that first Nun movie. Mm-hmm. Second one also major success, not as much as the first, but uh, there were two other monsters introduced in the second one that started production and then left production. They just didn't take off. So Raggedy Ann. No, there no, was one, what with one like, the, was, like the, skinny... the tall man. Yeah, the tall man, and then there was another one in there too. Do you do you think that uh, who is it? Hasbro owns Ready, Dan. Do you think know. they would play ball with that if they did want it to be? Maybe, Maybe. because they did play ball with uh, Ouija. Yeah, but James Wan very specifically wanted to change the doll. <laughs> he has always had an affinity for creepy dolls. Yeah. Uh, James Wan did Saw, creepy doll. Yeah. Uh, he did Are Silent me, something. Silent. Oh, uh, Dead Silence. Dead Silence. Yeah, creepy doll. Silent voice is what we watched. Yeah, yeah he did movie. that, I think. Pretty no, um, impressive. I would I would respect a man if he like went from all these horror movies to like a well, fairly melodramatic anime movie and then back. Well he he did a worse jump, I would say, but um he did the insidious series. So like the man has jump started a bunch of horror franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh he has he went on to also direct the highest grossing Fast and Furious movie. And both, uh no. Seven. Seven. What's um that? is the highest grossing, don't know. And <laughs> Uh, He went on to direct both the Aquaman movies. Ah. Yes. Both of them also, well, the first one extremely, did extremely well in the box office. Did it? Yes. Yes. It's like one of the highest grossing movies. Why? super popular. Why? So the second one has high expectations. I don't think it's going to be good, but whatever. Anyway. We will see. James Wan is kind of the reason why horror got big and stayed around, and he created a bunch of different franchises just because of, the man's fucking creative. And then it then it stagnated a bit. Then Get Out came, and Dry got to argue with everybody on what a real horror movie it's is for horror years. Movie. It's not a horror movie; it's a thriller at what best. About nope, thriller at best. Definitely not horror. I don't think aliens are scary though, so that's maybe a me thing. What about the middle one, Us or whatever? Um, I feel like that's. Most, I would say Us is a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I just don't think it's. It's good. not great. No, like it's definitely not the best. Uh, I think it was really weak and made me really worry about Nope. Yeah. I think Nope is fun, but again, I don't fucking care. No, Nope's not actually a horror movie, but I think it's a really, no. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, it's fun. Um, But yeah, James Wan, very important to horror. Let's get into where you can watch that, Robbie. Okay. So the easiest place to watch The Conjuring movie is on Max, formerly huh. known as HBO Max. Uh. Premium subscription for YouTube TV and Hulu, so I'm guessing, you know, if you have Max, and you can watch on Hulu, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And then the usual suspects for 3.99 is YouTube, Vudu, Google Play, and Redbox. All right. Well, let's get into some initial thoughts here. E, you haven't seen it, and I'm very curious as to what your thoughts on this movie were. What'd you think of it? I think this might be my second favorite horror movie I've seen. Wow. Okay. What's your first? Thing. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> the is yeah the thing's amazing the thing's just probably a top 10 movie for me Period. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful the little uh, thing for me is uh, the very first time that I watched the thing was actually the TV version of it and I still oh, fell no. in love with that movie yeah. you were set up to fail and you still pass. oh yeah I still absolutely love that movie <laughs> yeah Uh, no I thought this was really cool in a lot of ways this is just like the good version of The Exorcist to me. <laughs> I think it does. Intentionally, uh, yeah. I feel like, in a way. Yeah, yeah it definitely uh, calls back to The Exorcist quite a bit. I think a lot of it is just like, I think there's a lot more moving pieces. I am a lot more interested in the characters. I think they're all really fun. Some of the sisters are just kind of there. But there's a lot of them. It's the hobbit them. situation. There's too many hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I forget one of them exists all the time. <laughs> yeah. quite. I, it's sad to say, but like I feel like there's one that literally didn't do anything in the movie. There's two that didn't do anything. One one was like a setup. One was in a very good scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they tried. They really tried. It's really hard whenever you have five kids. Yep. Yeah. Like I hate it's, to say it, like I do know some people who have a lot of kids, and like every now and then they'll actually forget like one of their kids' names. Yeah. You have too many kids. You're, you you yeah. run out of love. I know someone with too many kids, and his parents are terrible. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no, I thought this was really interesting. I think the pacing is so much better than. What a lot of the horror we've seen have been, and I think that also helps me a lot. Yeah, uh, it helps that it's Mulder and Scully. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I it really just feels like they just wrote those two in. The, this feels like a Lost X Files episode in a way. I, could see, I yeah, I can feel that actually. Yeah. I, I will that. say part of it is because uh, Vera, Far- uh, Vera Farmiga, Vera yeah. Farmiga, yeah, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are both just like incredible actors, and they work very well together. Yeah, so good, so so um, good. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff in this movie. I didn't, I didn't. It's it's so weird because like I feel like scary has like a, such a specific definition to me that it's hard. Like I intrinsically want to say I, I didn't find it very scary, but I was still on edge the whole time. Okay, so I don't know. I was edging the whole time. Is the way the phrase that I get? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's definitely the phrase. <laughs> that's yeah, definitely we're, the phrase we're you definitely use not going to correct you on that one. <laughs> I think that that's what they said for all the trailers and theaters, like go in and you'll be edging the whole time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what they said. Go in half mask come out, <laughs> come out edged. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like yeah, no, like a, a thr- thriller cuz I don't I don't want to call it a thriller though cuz it is different. It's a horror movie. Yeah, for sure yeah. it's a horror movie. Um yeah, no, it was just really cool. I think there's some weird aspects to it. There's a lot of is it ADR when they dub it later? Uh um, Oh yeah, I know yes. what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some really Noticeable in ADR that's there is. like off-putting. Yeah. Um, and then there's some weird CG. I think, there too. is. It's more it's, more noticeable now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like other than that, like yeah, the actors did a really good job. Most of the music very fitting. There's one I thought was really like out of love place. It. I love it though. But like, I I don't think I would remove it though. Like I think it's so like funny that it's out of place yeah it's good i like it yeah and just like god the cinematography in this movie yes. is so cool there's so many like really wild shots because it's one of those things where if it was in a different movie i think i would call it a bad shot <laughs> but that it's in this movie and it's used in such a way because it's used to make you unnerved mm-hmm. ultimately like these are not shots you use ever yeah uh james Wan can fucking direct his ass off man yeah the man knows what he's doing behind the camera. Oh, yeah. So there you go, Dry. You could you I think I evened it back out to like 50-50 again on the horror Yes. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Robbie, how do you feel about conjuring? It's still good. Still a very good movie. Um I remember being super impressed because I had low expectations when I first walked into it, as we usually do for horror movies. Uh, but it completely blew all my expectations out of the water. Like every single time I watch a horror movie, I keep on thinking like they are really good to have a, a scare like right here. And like, sometimes it's like, it has a lot of tension that builds up to it. That makes it feel earned. And there's other times it just comes out of the blue, but still feels earned because like, it just, it, it they did this movie so well. Yeah. Like this is, I don't want to say it was a movie that like brought my love back to horror movies, but it kind of made me or showed me that like, there's still good directors in Hollywood. <laughs> that too. But I was actually going to say like, it kind of showed me that like, maybe horror is making a comeback now because there was a lot of disappointments that we had in the early 2000s with horror movies. And I was just kind of like, eh, like maybe it'll be good. Probably not though. And then this kind of like brought my expectations back up of like what to expect from a horror movie. It became almost the new standard of like what I expected from a horror movie. Absolutely. This was kind of like a a culture shock to the horror genre at the time because everything Saw was kind of the horror thing that had what horror was for a very long time. So Saw came out in 2004, but Saw's legacy lasted until Conjuring came out. Like, horror was super gory, sad movie. That's what horror was for like seven years. Unfortunately. And then Conjuring came out and Insidious, and it changed what horror was going to be allowed to be. It changed it back to a more of a paranormal thing. I think we're getting more into that violent thing again now but in a very different way i think like, slashers are coming back yeah cuz i think you could tell from just the difference between like scream 1 and 2 and then scream 6 and 7 uh 5, five and, and six. 5 and 6 yeah i think like just watching those cuz like, i want to say all those movies are good mm-hmm. not to like but there's such a difference in how it goes about like sure. the slashing yeah and i think uh slashers are coming back in a big way now people kind of want Tension and visceral mixed into each other. I mean I it's I would say it's just kind of the uh general uh cycles of stuff. Every sure. like yeah. twenty years something will come back ultimately. I think we're getting back to the slasher stuff and like nineteen ninety was when the last big slasher was. Yeah. Uh I think paranormal stuff is kind of falling out of vogue for a little while. And yeah. I think that's okay. I think it's had its time in the light. You got one good series out of it. A few, there's a few really good paranormal stuff that that came out of the time. There's also still a lot of trash, but still trash, still a lot of trash. Uh, but... It's it's so funny to me like thinking about what the big movies that define everything and then you're like, "Oh, garbage movie, garbage movie like uh Paranormal Activity." Like, yeah. Yeah, everything wanted to be Paranormal Activity for a while cuz it made all the fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> and it also cost $2 to make. About Pretty much yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah so like uh saw Paranormal activity, conjuring the one in the woods, Blair Witch that yeah. was before all of them but like yeah like these movies all are like big tentpole things that really do change the way that movies are gonna be looked at in the horror genre for a little while, and I think now uh I honestly do think Terrifier and Terrifier two changed the game that movie did so extremely well and was received critically and with audiences so well, you can find Terrifier 2 in a fucking Walmart, man. Yeah. If anybody has seen Terrifier 2, you should know how absolutely insane it is that that movie is in a Walmart. That movie is disgusting. They say the (laughs) F word in it. I I feel like if I even described the one kill that is so uh, exhaustingly brutal, you would feel disgusted. Probably. And it would spoil it for Robbie, so I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's fair. He's super excited to show me Terrifier too, but we're not sure exactly when that's going to happen. We'll get to it. We'll get Probably to this it. month. I feel like you should. I Baby. feel like we should. I really do. <laughs> it would be it's, kind it's... of a waste to do it in like November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, there might be a day this month wherever. Uh, Dry just says like, "E, you're not allowed to come. E, you're banned. Go to jail. Red stamp. Rejected." <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, this was one of those tentpole films that changed what horror was for a little while, and I think for the most part, the better. There was definitely a bunch of stuff that came out. I think Talk to Me is the tail end of getting that type of genre film. And Talk to Me is very good. Is that the one about the hand? Yes. Yes. It's very good, but I think it also is very lighthearted in a way that uh, kind of feels like it even knows the genre is a little tired for paranormal scares at this point. So I'm interested to see... uh, what the future of horror is going to be? What the next five years of horror because it usually tends to be that. About five years of the same thing, and then it starts Apparently to Apparently clowns are goring to you. Clowns? Clowns could come back again. They really could. I think it's going to be gore, because even the new uh, Saw that just came out this last weekend. Insanely good reviews. Like, insanely good. Hmm. Saw hasn't ever had good reviews. Actually, early yeah. Early Saw yeah, had like, good reviews, but... I, I don't think early Saw was even, like, critically... Saw no, 1 was... had great reviews. Saw 2 was and eh. Saw 3 had a little better, and then all downhill until this one, basically. What did Saw 3 do? Uh, Saw 3 was supposed to be, like, almost the ending of Saw, oh. but they it wanted a, to keep it going. It was originally supposed to be a trilogy. Gotcha. Yeah. It's set up very much to be a trilogy, and watching 4, watching them just have an entire movie about, like, this is why it's not a trilogy, actually. Actually, yeah. the whole time, Jane... McSmith was there, giving Saw his graham crackers. <laughs> You're not even that far I'm off. Not. Yeah, I know. You're I've seen closer I've, than you would think. Despite... but like dis- I, for the longest time, I refused to watch anything past three because of how three ended. Yeah, and I kept like, but it ended this way. It's like, yeah, but they're making another one. But it ended this way. Like, yeah, but they're making but another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what it was. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, the very first Saw movie had super super low budget, like enough so that they're asking. How can we make a full length movie of just two guys sitting in a room talking together? And they forgot that it was already done with uh, the weight or whatever. The weight? No, dinner with whoever. My dinner, oh, with, dinner with Andre. Andre? Yeah. The movie's great. Yeah. Also super super indie, but yeah, like it blew everybody out of the water from expectations because they just it just did that well, mm-hmm. and then uh made ton like all the money basically to where it saw two was like. This huge, huge production, and then they realize like maybe we made it too big of a production for two, and then kind of dialed it back a little bit for three. You can see the quality drop as James Wan gets less and less involved in them. Yeah, like he was in those two. James Wan, James Wan. uh, He directed the very first Saw. Oh wow! I I zoned out. If you told me that already, I did. Uh, Direct (laughs) and wrote the first Saw, and then he helped write and produced the second, and then just produced the third. And then was just on the production team for the rest. And then just was credited for existing. For making Saw, basically, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah man, James Wan, super, super influential in the horror. Wild. Yeah. Uh, Insidious as well, he did all that. Uh, he's Insidious is fun because he made Insidious, and then just Insidious 2 is what made him leave horror because it was <laughs> uh, taken critically so poorly. Nice. Yeah. Like, it was I fucking mean... torn apart critically. And he's like, fine, you guys don't want a horror movie? I won't do horror movies anymore. And so he left horror for a long time. Then he made Aquaman. <laughs> well, then he went and directed a whole bunch of different things. Did Fast and the Furious, did Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> he like, really was vindicated. He made the ch- ch- quintillion bucks off made of that. So much bon- money. But then, like Insidious is fun because he's like every other movie like just hands it off to him, one of his other friends. Like I trust you, do it. And they've been better than the second Insidious. I think he just didn't know how to handle that one, honestly. Uh, also starring Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Mostly because Patrick Wilson's just a good actor. Patrick Wilson's a great actor. He's yeah. a demonologist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So yeah, Conjuring. <laughs> I guess we can talk about that. Finally, forty minutes into this thing or whatever. That's fine. We've been <laughs> talking about horror. It's the first of the horror. We gotta get it out. We gotta yeah. get it we out. We Gotta get it out of this system, or else every episode's gonna be us talking about all the horror classics. It's true. It, it might. And I'll be like, "Yep, I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, I'm not me and Dry have possibly too much too much nostalgia for horror movies. Absolutely love horror I movies. I was terrified of them and I had only seen shitty ones. Yeah, I've had, seen good ones. I've seen uh, the the one where you see the future and how you die, Final Destination. Yeah, I saw the one where where they go where it's on the roller coaster. I saw that one, Final Destination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I meant the specific Final Destination oh, okay. <laughs> on the roller coaster. Like, yeah. That I was the first one. Three, I three? think. Three? Yeah. Say. That was three. Uh, I saw One Missed Call, which Dry has even heard of, and so that's how you know uh, it's it terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. One Missed Call is absolutely horrible. Actually, since you actually know what it is, Robbie, do you think it would be funny to bring? Or do it you think it's fun. just like, bad? I would rag the absolute shit out of that movie if you do brought you, it. Do you like remember it being funny, though? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Cause I debated <laughs> bringing it up, but I was like, I don't know if it's just gonna be boring. To be fair, like that movie has been is a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake. <laughs> oh, I am no. not even is kidding. one miss called the babysitter one? No. It's the you oh, know, someone call, that's keeps the on call calling from inside the house. Yeah, I was gonna say the one where the guy keeps on calling her and then like yeah. she calls the cops and then the cops call like he calls her again and the cops call and like, oh no, the call's coming from inside the house. Okay, so I've never seen in the newer ones. I saw the original. That's an old babysitter story. Yeah. Okay. yeah because there's that one like that's a story that's been told since like the 1950s i think
1: yeah yeah because i just i just
0: remember it because i remember the ringtone from it which is da, yeah. Yeah. Uh, another movie i thought about bringing at one point in time was uh that's it that's uh was black, <laughs> <laughs> black christmas and because like i watched that and i realized like oh that's exactly what that story is is uh, just we already watched the, like Fest. oh this call's coming from inside the house but like that was during the seventies whenever they tried making the person more psychopathic on the other end of the phone, yeah, also uh, black Christmas would be fun to bring, but not because the movie's great, and it's fine, but I just historical value that is yeah. something that we could just do a general horror discussion about, yeah, but uh yes, yeah, so conjuring yes uh fifty seven minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> i think that's not even gonna be accurate because you're gonna remove some of the fluff at the yes start. we're six hours in and <laughs> seven years in let's talk about we the started conjuring. this at the start of the podcast this is our second episode guys yep yep <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so the conjuring it is actually a very simple story yeah. it is a paranormal. remember exorcist yeah, what your, if in a house do you remember exorcist but what if exorcist with a bunch of family what if they were poor in the exorcist i'd say they're middle class <laughs> I think they're poor. I think that's the implication. The implication is they're very poor. They're they're Simpsons poor, where they're poor but have like a two-story house. They're seventies poor. Yeah, they're seventies yeah, yeah. poor. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. The Simpsons actually still are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah. They move into his new house. It's
1: it's a fixer giant, upper.
0: And it's a fixer upper. It's fucking broken as shit. But the family really doesn't really have anywhere else to go. They bought it you find later in the movie they bought it at an auction from the government and they uh did the uh, don't want to disclose uh hauntings right i don't think that was even a law until like the 2000s it depends on the state state to state depends nah. um it's a silly law to me but i think, I think colorado think. you have to disclose haunting like paranormal It's sounds well, we paranormal have one of the stuff, most it's, like <laughs> Some it's somebody was murdered in this house. Somebody died in this house. See, like, that's different. Yeah. Someone being murdered in a house. I do want to know, in fact, because what if they come back? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, Colorado makes sense because we have like seven haunted attractions. We ha- we definitely have more than seven. We have like a haunted mine. We have a haunted hotel. I think three of them actually. Colorado is very well known for being a weird place. Yeah. Yeah. Probably because it's like in the dust bowl and in the gold rush and in the mountains. Yeah, the area that Robbie and I are from is known worldwide for being one of the most haunted slash alien infested areas in the world. I also heard it smells like mushrooms. It does. I wonder if they related. related. In some places, it smells like <laughs> mushrooms. In two very particular places, yes. Most of it just smells like potatoes. What if that's actually what murder victims smell like? Yes, <gasps> <gasps> it smells like shit. So I can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah so they get into this house and crazy spooky things start happening to them slowly yeah, uh, yeah. they find a cellar that was walled off yes like huh I, I wonder why it was walled off and like oh maybe some of the weird stuff that's in the bi- or in this cellar is worth something or maybe it's just like crap left over from the last people who lived here and then you also find out that the oldest daughter uh, sh- there's a wardrobe in her bedroom that was just left there and they're like oh this is where I'm gonna hang all my clothes now yep Uh also, I like the idea that if they just never discovered that, they wouldn't have found the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what's the, I mean, I think it has a fireplace, too. It does, yeah. yeah know, but, like, yeah, like, <laughs> just, surely that would have to be disclosed, right? That there is a furnace, in fact, in the house. Maybe. Like, I feel like you can't just leave that part out. You would think, right? Like, it needs it You needs would think upkeep. so, but, like, especially if they I bought guess. it as, like, an as-is property. Yeah, by as Like, is. all they really have to say is, like, oh, yeah, there's four bedrooms here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, find the house in the game of clap-clap in the middle of the night. Which hide and clap. Hide and not clap. clap-clap. Clap-trap, yeah. clap. <laughs> eh, clap, clap-clap, give me the clap, whatever it's called. So uh, they're playing a little bit of slap and tickle. <laughs> I hope not, as a family. <laughs> I uh, mean, apparently the husband and wife do, but... They absolutely do, their husband and wife. They're kinky, apparently. Like, the wife wakes up with bruises, and they don't question it. It's like, I didn't do that. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, he was like, did I? Yeah. Like, they were getting up to some shit, man. Yeah. Woke They've, those kids up. They're lucky that all the doors completely knock out any sound, <laughs> right? That's why all the kids out <laughs> there was haunting. We did make a lot of comments about how, like, the soundproofing in that house is impeccable. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just 70s houses, baby. Yeah, it's yeah, just great old 70s wood. <laughs> <laughs> Aged like fine wine. Then re- you Google 70s wood, and it's going <laughs> to... Get some just. recipes. Yep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, they're playing a game of hide and clap, which is the people hide and the other person's blindfold or close their eyes. Yeah. And, it's dangerous hide and seek. Yeah, and they have to yeah. clap, and then it's uh, Marco Polo, but not in water, so it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And also, apparently, there's like a limited amount of claps you can do. Three, three claps. Yeah. I mean, if you do it forever, like, it's not really a game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh. Anyway, that ends up going wrong. They break boards. That's where they find the basement, the furnace, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of the big inciting thing of like, okay, everything's going to be fucked now. It seems like it lets a spirit out. Is that, that's what happened. Well, because well, the, the baby kid also just found like a music box. Also just found a music box, yeah. And that was before the clapping trap. That's true. Uh, all the while, while the family is having this going on and learning about all this kind of stuff, you're also introduced to the Warrens. Yeah, you're introduced to them in the middle of a case of Annabelle. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, is, that the, is that the music from Annabelle? Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> Just you TV know, R.L. Steady. Stein should really sue. He really should. Well, maybe, actually, actually. He, su- he sued many people many times already. Yeah, he, he deserves a break. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they're talking about the animal case, which is just a bunch of te- uh, nurses, nurses. nurses yeah. mm-hmm. who found this doll, and then there was this haunting, and they're like, hey, uh, ghost, you should be in this doll. And so the ghost goes into the doll, and then the warren's like, we're going to take that doll. Uh, you guys fucked up. Yeah. There's a demon in it. Ghosts aren't real. Yeah. Yes, actually. <laughs> which kind, is of- like, su- kind of surprising for a movie like this to be like, no, ghosts aren't real. Demons, however, yes. Yeah, Very like, real. <laughs> it's like, I think we're hunted by ghosts. No, 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 ghosts. Don't no, be no, silly. No, that's Those silly. That's silly. Demons, however. It's like a almost like a Futurama episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's like talking to Mr. Farnsworth. No, like, no, ghosts. there's definitely no ghosts. That's preposterous. Baphomet, on the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then they lock lock it up in a, in a like thing that you put jewelry in. a in. glass case. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then you kind of learn about the Warrens, and you get a small introduction. They have a child. They are investigators. Yeah, something happened at an exorcism. Yes. Uh you also learned that uh Ed Warren is the only person who is not ordained minister who is allowed Yeah, he's one of the only demonologists who yes. is not an ordained minister. Yeah. yeah. So like he can't exactly do an exorcism, but he can be a part of one. Yes. Uh which is true. That that was a true thing that he was. What's the like process to become Demonologist, demonologist, yeah. Uh, I think you just lie a bunch. (laughs) It works for (laughs) them. How's it 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 work through the the church? You probably have to do like a lot of reading. It was like the test that you have to do. Do they just like find a demon real quick and like see if you can expel it? So, from my understanding, because exorcisms in the Catholic Church are still considered to be very, very real. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're very rare but they're allowed to go and actually do an exorcism because they're very violent and usually end up in somebody dying, and then they get on the news, and they don't like being on the news because mm-hmm. they're too used to it from all the child diddling. So, there's a whole lot of class you have to go through. You have to be very, very specialized in the Catholic Church. You have to get a whole bunch of special training, and they do them very, very rarely. You have to go through a Bunch of steps to prove something is actually and fucked up, um, but exorcisms and um, being possessed is actually taken extremely seriously in the Catholic Church. Still, I would assume so. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's insane to me, but whatever. Well, demons. Uh, well, demons. You're right. I mean, f- look at it from the Catholic Church's perspective. That just proves that demons and devils are real. That's true. I shouldn't say devils. There's only one. I guess one. There's the one, but there's the one devil, the one but many guy. demons. There's many demons. Yeah. So. Uh, all that stuff is actually taken very seriously. So whenever Ed and Lorraine Warren are like, "Hey, Catholic Church trusts us," that's in the day very big deal. I imagine to Catholics now also would probably be considered a big deal. Maybe actually, that's something I think about too. Like that stuff is like strictly Catholics. Like you don't hear like Christians doing that stuff. No, no, there's too many denominations for Christians. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And like. I guess some of it's that you apparently can only do it in Latin, and Christians don't really dig the having to know Latin thing. (laughs) Yeah, they don't like other languages (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for some reason. Mm. Uh, So yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren, for their time, were very huge. They have their hands in a bunch of different cases, Amityville, a bunch of stuff overseas. They got in a lot of legal trouble throughout the years, too, didn't they? They did. They were mm, popular. On television shows, I would say, for interviews. They had a rough time convincing a lot of people, but the people they convinced, they convinced real hard. And I think history usually remembers that part more Mm -hmm. than the many people who didn't believe them. Um, So yeah, you learn about them, and the half-truths that are told about them in this movie, like their kid being a kid still, and that kind of stuff, being handsome. I like like thinking (laughs) about this movie, but the kid is, in fact, in her, like, Mid-30s. He's hilarious. And just like reacting the same exact way though. It'd be great. Um, so yeah, you learn about them and then it goes back to the family and things are getting a little bit more intense. Uh, the setup that keeps going on through the first half of the movie is with uh, hide and clap. Which I think is one of the best setups. You say that, it really only happens twice. So hide- So it's the rule of threes. Uh, they yeah, I was going to say, technically it does happen three times, but... yeah. Which I think is just one of the most genius things. I think I've talked about it even last year, just when we were talking about other horror movies, sure. about how it's like one of the best setup scares ever. They play hide and clap the first night, nothing goes wrong. They play well, they hide find a cellar. Well, they find the cellar, yeah. Uh, the second time they play hide and clap is just the mom and the girl who finds the music box, which yeah, the music the box is creepy. Uh, mm-hmm. It builds tension very easily, but they're playing hide and clap, and. Uh, a pair disembodied arms clap back. Yes, it's like okay, me the clap, and you see the disembodied arms like clap, clap out of the thing, and she's like, oh, "I got you," but then there's nobody there, and the kid's like, "Hey, you didn't." I find was me. in the attic. <laughs> yeah, I was in a whole different room with my ghosts. I mean, friends. Uh, and so that's a very, I think it's a very good scare, very tensiony. And the third time it's brought up is in the middle of the night. Um, yeah, she. No one's actually playing. I guess. Yeah. No one's actually playing. The third one. Yeah. Uh, she sees the pictures fall off of the wall, mm-hmm. and then just kind of hears that. Yeah, hears that clap in the back. Well, she hears the clapping first because, like, she's like, "You gotta go to bed. It's fucking eight thirty p.m. <laughs> yeah. It's actually three o'clock in the morning. Because that's another big thing in this movie is the time of three o seven. Three o'clock is a big time in anything paranormal or right. demonic in any way. But in this movie, it's very specifically three o seven. Yes. Uh, and she's hearing these claps, so she goes to check out the cellar, because claps seem to be coming from there. She goes down there. Nothing down there, so she goes, starts to go up. and Light bulb explodes. Light bulb explodes, yeah. and door slams, and she's stuck there, so she lights the matches. Cause, she's like, "Ack, Yes, and lights the matches, and like, ah, uh, because the matches were left there, and she's looking around, and then you hear, do you want to play a game of clap, clap, or clap and see, or whatever? Hide uh, and clap. Hide and clap. <laughs> you want me to clap them cheeks? <laughs> That's the I second kind of... Conjuring movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> crossover with it comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it's like, uh, do you want to play hide and clap? And then you just see the hands come out from behind her and clap, clap. I think one of the best setup scares in all of horror. Yeah. It's pretty good. That's fair. It's so good. I mean, The Thing's really good. <laughs> the Thing's really good, yes. <laughs> but that's kind of cheating because The Thing just happens to be like one of the best movies ever devised by mankind. Yeah. It's so. It's nearly perfect. Uh,. Yeah, that far's interesting. Uh, upstairs, there's a couple things where, like, Nancy. No, I think Nancy is who she calls. One of the kids, their leg keeps getting grabbed. Yeah, yeah Na- uh, Nancy is the one of the glasses that sleeps in the yeah. room with the other girls. Nancy's girl, so. the nerd. <laughs> nerd! They pull up the. Yeah. I don't. They, they all have stupid names. I know April is the youngest, and Nancy is the nerd. I like, guess. there's a Stacy, uh, maybe. Christine keeps on getting her leg uh, yeah. pulled. Yeah. yeah. And yes. keeps on blaming the, Nancy. Yeah. That happens the first night, and she's like, you fucking farted. (laughs) This is hilarious. Uh, And then the second night, which is the same night that hide-and-clap scare. Yeah. She's like, uh, who's there? And she looks under the bed, and again, one of the coolest shots in the movie. I also really like that her bed's like five feet above the ground. (laughs) It's a big bed. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Yeah, and she's like looking, because... She finally realized, how would Nancy possibly grab her leg on the other side of the room? Yes. Well, because, like, she gets... It's, like, a a small tug at first, and she's like, Nancy, I'm trying to sleep, and then, like, nearly rips her off the bed level of, like, you know, wakes you up from a dead sleep and then looks and sees that Nancy's still sleeping on the other side of the bed. Yeah. The other side, to in the other bed. Yeah. And so she starts looking in the corner, and she's like, Nancy, do you see that? And I love this scene, because... It just reminds me of childhood and like staring into the dark so much or, like you swear there's something there, even though you like can't really see it, but you swear there's something. This that's there's perfect. a silhouette of something there. Yeah. And I can't fully explain it kind of feeling. Yeah, this this scene just captures that really well. I want to know I'm scared of the dark so I didn't look at it. Oh, okay. Well there's <laughs> nothing actually there. It's just dark that you see. Right. Uh and so she's like keep saying, do, do you see it there? She's like, There's nothing there. Yeah, she gets up, goes to the corner, is like, "See, there's nothing." And then, uh, she ba- she says, her says, "It's name? right behind you." Yeah, she's like, "It's right behind you, Nancy." She's like, "What?" And then the door slams shut. And then screaming, the dad gets home because he is in. He's a trucker. He's a trucker. Yeah, so he's gone. Surprisingly, for... he gets to stay home a lot for being a trucker. Again, the, this is supposed <laughs> to be taking place until over ten years. I guess because yeah, he was like, "Man, gotta go to Florida." Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, you no Florida be being like four hours away. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, where are they? I, I, I believe they're supposed to be in Pennsylvania. That's a fake state. <laughs> <laughs> no one lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, I, I think it definitely wasn't the founding state in America. No. <laughs> definitely not. Actually, it wasn't. Uh, yes. that was <laughs> Rhode Island, isn't it? No, no. No, it wasn't Rhode Island either. It was... I gotta look at I think Delaware. 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 It was Delaware. Yeah. See, no one lives in Pennsylvania. <laughs> That's where all the people died, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been you know, calling them the Farrens. They're the parents, The Parents. No, it's the Farrens. The P H. No, it's P E. Oh, it's P E? Yeah, it's parent, Oh, okay. I don't know. Let's call them up, see what they prefer. There's some still alive. <laughs> yeah. P E R R O N. Yeah, parents, Uh, yeah, now Pennsylvania. That's how they get away with it. No one facts checks them. Like, who's going to go to Pennsylvania? No one. Rhode Island is the first. That's where they were. That's where that's it where it takes place. place. Okay, that's we're a real pretty place. close to Pennsylvania. <laughs> People live in Rhode Island. That's where Family Guy is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Yep. All right. All right. I'm back on board. How do uh... they get to? <laughs> In my mind, they're, like, on one of the islands. I don't know why they just assumed that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, I was going to be like, how do they get to Florida in a truck? It's, like, probably by driving like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, the thing that I think is uh, fun about this, because you learn about all kinds of things in the movie, Bathsheba, uh-huh. is the the witch. So I guess let's say the, the backstory of what they say is for the sure. movie, and we'll, about, bit, yeah. and we'll talk about the actual backstory, of what it is. Um, Bathsheba was a uh, witch. She was known in the Salem Trials as being called a witch. This is all of her land, like 200 acres. fucking acres or something like that, like an insane amount of land. Uh, all of her land, and then she was killed and stuff like that for being witchy and shit. Yeah, And she didn't want anybody to have it, so she put a curse on the land, anybody who tries to take her land, she will kill. Um, also, was it she was the one that killed her seven-year-old? Yes. Yeah. Uh, she sacrificed her seven-day-old. Seven <laughs> yes. Yeah, seven seven-day-old. Day old. She sacrificed yeah. her uh, seven-day-old child to the devil. Yeah, or whatever. Uh, and then in the movie, it's like there were five other people who tried to move here into this land, and it never worked out for them. They all died. In reality, <laughs> It never worked out for them. It's oh, shocked, man. We they gotta all leave. died. They all died in horrible yeah. deaths. In reality, uh, there was a person who was accused of witchcraft named Bathsheba. Uh, she was later exonerated in oh, cool. like 1889 or something like that. She was exonerated. Oh wait, they still killed her, huh? No. Oh. No, she just died of natural causes. You can find her grave and stuff. Hmm. Um, But there were a ton of deaths in that house. Like, a lot. There were 11 deaths, many suicides, poisonings, a couple murders. Like, there and- were a ton of deaths in that house, actually. Did they check for black mold, carbon monoxide? No, this is the 70s. <laughs> uh, Probably not. I wouldn't doubt that the house had all of that, though, because the house was built in 1693. Yeah, because... I- I, I think something they find is that uh, being surrounded by like old stuff before there were safety precautions mm-hmm. often leads to mental deterioration. Yes, yes, it does. Uh, but all, maybe, maybe demons. I don't know. One Could or the be other. Anything. Could be either one. 50-50, really. <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> True. The demons put the black mold in there. Ooh. The only thing that, yeah, I think that's what the Pope would say. <laughs> I don't think the Pope would answer a question like that. <laughs> Uh yeah, so there were actually a lot of deaths there, and they didn't know about the deaths when they moved there, and then all of their stuff happened over the span of ten years. Um, so there is truth to things that was in the, that were in the movie. Yeah, it's a little disingenuous to make it over the course of a week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, so that's the backstory of Bathsheba. So Bathsheba is trying to possess the weakest member of the family. They're just tearing her name through the mud, then. Not so much the weakest the member of the family, but very much so the mother, like she yeah, the most susceptible. A, yeah, uh, the most susceptible, which always seems to be the mother, because from the way that this movie kind of places it, is that the she always possesses the, or you know, wears down the mother and possesses them, and like uh, and Lorraine Warren have, or actually have, have a discussion. I guess I should say or whatever mm-hmm. you call it at a college, talking about like the how possessions work, about how it starts out and how. It yeah, um, it's like injection, occulsion <laughs> possession. I don't remember what it was it's at all. Something like that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it's uh they basically you know hear like little whispers and like a l- couple little things happen. And they start wearing down the person and eventually, once a person's mentally worn down to like their their lowest point, that's whenever they take over. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and so that's what's happening to the mother of the family in this case. Uh, she starts getting a bunch of random bruises. Turns out that she's being basically weakened. And was not all the kinky sex. Wasn't all the kinky sex or an iron deficiency. That's the only two things, though. Like, so I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Those are the only two things that you could possibly get a bruise from. He's more potassium in her diet. Did they? <laughs> did they check into the husband for the bruises? Yeah. Well, nah, it's the '70s. Like she in the real life. Like, did they? Did they check that? Well, you see, it was the <laughs> '70s. Like, right. So <laughs> I think about also, it. Also he was a trucker, so he was just never home. I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's the other thing is he was really never home. Trucking is big now, much bigger then. So yeah. All of that is happening. The Warrens get more and more involved because eventually the mom, uh after the big night where she is locked in the cellar and stuff for a little mm-hmm. while, she goes to check out one of the uh speeches or talks, whatever yeah, they're, the Warrens are doing, one of the lessons that the Warrens are doing on possession. And she happens to be there. She begs them, like, hey, please, please, please. I have five daughters. You have a daughter. You should know what I'm going through, really. You should know how much it is to have daughter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I also have multiple daughter. Imagine your love for your daughter times five. Yeah, that's... (laughs) uh, Really, you're a terrible person if you don't help. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so that is going on. They eventually agree. Through the whole movie, there's this under thing about Ed Warren not wanting to have... Lorraine weren't involved in anything because she is a medium. In, in the normal world, she was known as a medium. Yeah. Again, how much you believe in that is up to you. Well, they also go over, like, I think they said something like 90% of their cases was not at all it, and just someone misattributing uh, stuff. Yeah. Even, like, showing us example of, like... Oh, uh, just like, oh, you got leaky pipes along with that broken yeah. window, which is causing your <clears throat> your ceiling to swell, which is causing, like, the... Sounds that you're hearing in the middle of the night. Yeah. Which is interesting that they actually bothered to have a scene like that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the Warrens, for how much they were involved with where they said was completely legitimate, they were involved in far more things that ended up not being legitimate because the 70s was full of a time where people were really, really trying to get famous off of paranormal activities. And also a time where you didn't lock your doors. You really didn't. You really, really didn't. And people learned why you should. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They learned why locks There It was also a time when murders were at their highest. And people would just walk into your house and murder you. Yep. So lock your doors. <laughs> and or your was windows. it ghosts? Could, well, that's the problem, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, big time for all that kind of stuff. So the Warrens eventually do agree to it all. Um, you learn at some point in the movie from Ed Warren that the reason why he doesn't want Lorraine involved in anything is because they were involved in one case. It's the Frenchie case, the French person, yeah, the yeah, with French farmer who got possessed. The one that they tie back to the nun poorly. Um, That was the case to where like she looked into his eyes and saw something and then went home and she didn't come out of the room for eight days. And eat, drink, sleep. Yeah, and it's like, well, what did she see? And it's like, I don't know. I never asked and I'm never going to. Which is like a, it's a good yeah, scene. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like, I, that's completely understandable. It yeah. feels kind of out of nowhere though. Yes, it does. That's the thing. That that's my major fl- like fault of this movie is that the characters just will exposition dump out of nowhere all yeah. the time. They sure do. And I I know it's like hard cuz there's not really any good time to bring up this stuff with complete strangers. Yeah. But like it's just weird. I think it ends up feeling a little more natural since it is complete strangers. Like, a stranger could just be inquisitive about something. So it helps a little bit of keeping you in the world. But exposition's exposition. Yeah. It's hard to get past it. Uh, so the Warrens are involved now. They start their investigation. They set up a whole bunch of cameras. You get a great montage of them setting up a bunch of cameras. <laughs> set it's, up to, like, a Scooby-Doo song. It's wonderful. It reminds me of that ba- I don't, Ravi, I don't know if you remember that band where, like, the way people describe it is metal- for people who don't like metal, and it just Ghost? sounds like yeah, and it just sounds like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Like... yeah, yeah, because I showed you guys the square hammer. Like, look up Ghost Square Hammer. That's the song that E's talking about. Yeah. It, it, if you put it right next to a Scooby Doo uh, chase scene, it just works like yeah. better than it should for a metal band, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, so yeah, they're involved in the case now, and the hauntings start to get crazier and crazier and crazier until the Warrens finally do have proof. Yeah. yeah they get proof through seeing you know some doors opening and closing on themselves they hear some things through the microphones a couple uh the cameras trip themselves every now and then they Ava find out that's the... upstairs and they're like don't stop her and the dad's like what yeah it's like yeah. it's she's not the one that's setting off the cameras and he's like uh, she's she's walking in front of him man <laughs> <laughs> uh so after this big night of a whole bunch of activity people being thrown around by the hair just April kinds. just disappearing. April just disappearing and being found in the fucking closet. Yeah, look. Not in the closet. In, in the, the wall. In the wall behind the behind closet. Behind the the wardrobe. Yeah, because yeah. she said, like, or you hear voices and the voices are like, she's talking to you. someone in there. Yeah. Let me also, it was Cindy, I believe. Oh, Cindy? I thought it was the No, A- uh, April's the youngest. Cindy is the one with the sleepwalking. Okay. Oh. Once again, five girls. They're kind of the same character. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, but yeah, and like, there's a voice that's like, let me show you my favorite place. Mm-hmm. And it's just a place Actually, in the wall. Also, the reason I get confused is because Cindy with the music box is friends with that ghost that's taking... Uh, yeah. No. It, Sorry, it's April with the music box Yeah, is the one that's friends with the ghost and talks to the ghost. Yeah. Which, even the introduction of that is super creepy too. Just like having a five-year-old say like, uh, whenever the music stops on the, uh, uh, yeah, when the music stops on the music box, you can see him standing behind you, which is a super fucking creepy thing for a five-year-old to tell I you. I don't, mm-hmm. I disagree. Five-year-olds just say the most insane shit all the time. Yeah, it do. doesn't make it less creepy. I think it does, because you can't, <laughs> like, you just you can't trust a five-year-old. You really you can't trust <laughs> a five-year-old. <laughs> like, they'll just say whatever. They'll be like, yeah, uh, I went to the zoo and then a uh, wolf ate me. Yeah, and, and if a like, five year old ever hands you food do not fucking take that food don't even if fat. it's wrapped they probably unwrapped it licked it and then rewrapped it even if they tell you my mom told me to give this to you don't fucking believe them it's rat poison or something <laughs> <laughs> that five year old was <is> a demon <laughs> Uh, so yeah all that's going on and the Warrens are like well we finally have proof we're going to take it to the church and they'll give us permission to yeah. do the exorcism probably and the church is like yeah that's pretty uh, fucking wild huh Uh, anyways it takes seven to It takes five to seven business days for an exorcism. (laughs) Yeah, like, wait, wait, wait. But what if we say it's real fucked up? He's like, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll see what I can do. Has to come straight from the Vatican. Anything's from you guys. (laughs) It feels like that's something that they do in paranormal movies a lot to try to make it, you know, make it to where like, oh, we can't send somebody yet. It's like, oh, it has to come straight from the Vatican. Yeah. It's just so funny because, like, the Vatican surely doesn't give a shit about something like that. The Vatican gives many shits about. I guess like that, specifically actually. an exorcism, but it sounds like at this time there's like multiple like places that just will do exorcisms. It's, it also doesn't help that it's the 70s, and Vatican City is not Italy, isn't it? Yes. It's always yes. it's still in Italy. Well, actually, technically the, Vatican City is its own place. Yeah, it's but in it, Vatican City, but yeah, uh, it's in the realm of Italy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It still is. They didn't move it, surprisingly. Yeah.
1: Like it's its own but thing, Yeah, like its own trying money. to get a
0: letter to, or even a call to them uh, from international waters and everything. I can see that being a huge pain in the ass you in think the 70s. Do they would have a phone? Yes, they have phones. They still have to be in contact with people. They have, I don't know. It's just, yeah. they, it feels like to me, like they'd be like, no, no phones. Forbidden. They have the biggest bank in the world, man. That's different. That's their money. <laughs> That's all they are is money. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the Pope Mobile. That's money. Yeah. (laughs) That's advertising. Oh, That's advertising for how much money they have. (laughs) That's just a banner on a truck at that point. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and the Pope's like, hello, playing video games is sin. Don't masturbate. Goodbye. (laughs) No, the new Pope is like, maybe play games. Sometimes games. Sometimes games. games. Still don't masturbate. (laughs) Never masturbate. Don't masturbate to games. (laughs) Especially. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, they... uh, at this point, they're like, yeah, we can exercise the house, because they're just trying to get an exorcism for yeah. the house at this point still. And then they learn, oh, no. Something bad's happening. It's actually, they want the mom, not the house. Well, they kind of, I mean, they, they talked about, like, yeah, this this ghost is just going to always follow you now. Sorry. Yeah, they do talk about that. It's like, no matter where yeah. you go, ghost is coming. Because yeah. it's, it's attached yourself onto your family. So no matter yeah. where you go, it's going to follow you. Yeah, because yeah. they left and were like, okay, well, let's go uh to a hotel, I guess. Yeah. It's like, we just don't want to be here, so I guess let's just go to a hotel and be haunted there for a night. <laughs> yeah. And then creepy stuff happens at the Warren's house. Yes, because there's this locket that the daughter made for Lorraine Warren. She didn't make it. She bought it. She bought it, but she put pictures of herself in it and stuff. That's not making it. <laughs> I don't know. As much as a fucking nine-year-old can do it. <laughs> well, she was 35. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very thirty-five This nine, 35-year-old nine-year-old girl do you think used this her 35-year-old old money to buy the locket locket was probably real at some point there's probably a locket given to Lorraine Warren at some point from her <laughs> daughter um see so yeah, how this locket gets stuck in the Bathsheba house or the parent house I guess yeah and that lets Bathsheba go to the Warrens for some reason because now she's attached to the Warrens too whoa I guess yeah now she's attached the lockets to the are literally attached like well I think they said it was a churchyard sale, so like maybe the lockets are blessed. Maybe, who knows? Yeah. Um, so you get, I think, one of the creepiest things in the movie at this point. I, like, maybe. I think it's creepy. It's very weird, though. It's very secluded from everything. It is very secluded. Yeah. Uh, but it's the little girl in the at Warrens' house because the Warrens are still driving home at yeah, this she's point. Like, mom, I'm hungry, and just like wandering around the house, and all the lights start going out. Goes into the office. Uh you also see that the door to the museum room is closed with all of the trinkets in it. Or it's open, rather. Yes, yes <laughs> it's not it's closed. A, uh, um, it's <laughs> sort it it. of closed. Yes. Um it is open and the little girl just walks by and she goes into a room and there is an old lady, presumably Bathsheba, holding Annabelle rocking back and forth yeah. real fast. It's super creepy imagery. Yeah. And Annabelle's like Yes. One of the only times you ever actually see Annabelle move, by the way. In all? In all. Wow. Yeah. You like, almost never see Annabelle move. Good. I agree. Good, actually. Now, imagine the scene again, but it's Raggedy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let go. It's just so funny. Uh, so, yeah. that Super scary moment. Uh, kid gets locked in there. Warren's running to the house. Uh, save child. Get a call from the parents. Hey, mom took two of the kids. Back to the house. She's freaking the out. Youngest. Actually, no, not the two youngest. Uh, Christine and... The two middle. April. Yeah, two April. Which middle. April is the youngest. Yeah, April is the youngest. Yeah. And then the middle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Christine. Yeah. Seems kind of arbitrary, actually, which ones she chose. She just grabbed two by random. The weakest, like are coming with me. The weakest, yeah. Maybe. The ones that have been haunted the most. Man, could you imagine, like, being the middle child, but, like, the ghost calls you out being one of the weakest? Like, you're weaker (laughs) than your, like, kid sister who's, like, five years younger than you. It's like, like, oh, man. man. No one cares about me as a middle kid. Yeah, it's because you're weak. You suck. You're a fucking dork. <laughs> you, could, you got you fucking tugging. You're going, <laughs> you're fucking man up, bitch. You think I didn't see you crying? <laughs> <laughs> you think I was a fucking witch was crying when I was burned out of a Satan? No, I said, fuck you. Anyone on my land is going to fucking hell. You ever think about that? Then I tied a roo- noose around my neck, said, hail Satan, and hung myself. Yeah. Uh so <laughs> she's uh the Warrens have to rush back to the yeah. parent house. The parents are rushing to the parent house. They yeah. get well just the dad and Ben? Gregory? Greg sounds more right. Ben's the cop, I think actually. Ben's There's the a cop, cop in this movie. He doesn't do anything. He's just a cop. Yeah, he's just there. He's there to Drew. You guys were kind of close. <laughs> ben and Drew are like similar. I love their ice. Yeah. Cream. <laughs> ben and Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh Brad, Brad, and Drew. Brad, Brad. You guys were close though. But I think wait, we were wait. Close which on was Brad. Brad's the cop? Brad's a cop. Okay. Drew is the uh, person the helping guy. out the Warrens. He's yeah. also kind of there, but he's like there more importantly than Brad. He has an actual yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. He's there Brad to, actually try to capture just makes footage. Things worse. Now that I think about it, yeah. he's meant to be like the skeptic that's there. So like, like, I don't think this place is haunted at all. And, oh my god, I saw a ghost! It must it's have been the wind. <laughs> that that's Brad yeah. stabbed movie. by a ghost. Oh man. That wind's strong today. Crazy wind today. <laughs>
1: it must have
0: been the Watches wind. the daughter being like pulled by her hair and is like, man, you guys are going crazy. Like, come on. This is clearly <laughs> fake. She's doing it Rhode to wind Rhode Island windstorms just grab her by the hair and Every- drag her. <laughs> Everything's, Everything's the, the wind. wind. <laughs> Temperature drops. The wind. Uh, actually, wait. Well, yeah. yeah. No, that's <laughs> <the index laughs> no, that actually horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I do think Brad gives the best jump scare in the movie, though. Uh, uh, he the takes look- a shit? No, oh, the other one. Whenever he's trying to get a coffee refill, oh yeah, and then oh yeah, he the starts Look hearing, what she made me do. Yeah, he starts. Saying, look what she made me do. Uh, that made me jump so high out of my seat in the theater. If there wasn't a song that uses like almost the exact same in- <laughs> tone. To be fair, and... this movie's older than that song. I know it is, but like I'm just saying, maybe if I didn't think about that song every time they said it, because <laughs> I hate that song. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's the nurse and yeah. her wrists are slit, and he—it's just a great scene because he walks through the room, nothing there, walks back, and she jumps out from the other side of the room that she didn't even exit from. Yeah, great jump scare, great, great jump scare, and it feels earned. That's, yeah, that's the important thing about jump scares—they need to feel earned. And I think this movie does earn basically every one of its jump scares. I agree. I'll I'll have to get pinpointed which parts are jump scares. <laughs> uh, that one was the look what she made me do while, like you know, knocking over Brad. That one was the jump yeah. scare. Uh, I feel like technically the last clap for the Haydn clap, wherever she's like. I feel like that's not really a jump scare though, because it's like slowly done. Like, I feel not like that last just... one. Uh, because you know she's holding up the match, and then he... oh, that that yeah, she's holding up the, the match, you just see the hands pop out behind her and do the. Yeah, I guess yeah, okay. that's a jump scare. That's it's not as much, but it is a jump scare. Okay. Um, I think Beth Sheba jumping off of the wardrobe is a jump scare. Uh, that, the door slamming, that, and I actually, I guess I'll bring it up now. I'm not, like, super into when it's actually showing the ghosts and stuff. When it's showing Bathsheba? Yeah. yeah. And, and a couple of other yeah, ones you see. I think, yeah. I think, like, the one jumping off the wardrobe, I think, like, the lamest one to me. That one, I think, is cool imagery, but yeah. I don't know. Like, again, so this is something where just, like, over time, like, maybe it's because it's just how disconnected it is. And I'm going to say, I think that... For, like the Conjuring was another thing that was used for a bunch of screamers yeah, on the it internet. It was. And like, I get desensitized a lot to that stuff just because of how much I added, I ended up seeing it because totally fucking fair. old internet's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Because um, it was the same. Because you were telling me in. uh, Was it Exorcist? Where like there's like a still frame of a face for a bit. Fucked F- me up as a kid. Yeah, you were telling me that. And I like. Can't take that thing seriously because of how much I saw it on the internet. Yeah, yeah, the first time I saw that was literally Robbie was trying to show it to me I think, in the yeah, middle of the night because I was I was that asshole kid who's just like, yeah, it's a really cool horror movie. You should watch it with me. Like, I'm get scared. Nah, it will be a pussy about it. And, like, and that thing, and I saw the face, and I told, her, I, I think I started almost crying. I was like, you have to turn it off, Robbie. You have to turn it off. You have to scared. turn it off. How old it are you? Fu- we were uh, probably like ten. Yeah, like uh. nine, ten years old, something like that. But- Fucked me up. <laughs> To be fair, it fucked me up too whenever I first saw it. But it was one of those like, at ten or ten years old. They put the movie on, left me in a dark room by myself to watch the movie. It's <laughs> hilarious, and that's how I learned to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so like, yeah, I think when you actually see the ghosts, is usually kind of weak. I think the one that works the best is like the hanging bodies.
1: Yeah, I think
0: those really work. The hanging body one um, works really well. The hanging body one worked well. I think, weirdly enough. Uh, Whenever they're doing the possession, and it's like half, uh, the, oh the, the sheet on her head, yeah, the, with yeah, the sheet yeah. on her head, and whenever it rips open, and like ha- half the time it's a demon, and half the time it's her. See, I think that works, works really like, well with that. I think one that's too. like a separate type of thing. Like it's not really explicitly meant as like here's the big scary thing, right? Where like because that that one's like the constant buildup, where the others are like the release. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all that uh, they the kids kind of escape. One gets. Trapped in the floor dimension, I guess. I don't know. She's just trapped in the floor she, for some reason. She somehow got in there. And I don't know how. I mean... I think part of it... Hmm.
1: Well, she has no, the box, I, so no, the I know kid how.
0: surely told it. Like, the ghost kid probably told Yeah, her. because the ghost kid told her where all his favorite hiding spots are, which oh, are always yeah. going like either inside the walls or underneath the house. Yeah. yeah. So it's either she went through the wardrobe because Lorraine, at one point in time, fell through the floor there. So maybe yeah. either through there or because uh, whenever they... You know, whenever the mom gets possessed, brings the girls there, they're down in the basement whenever they find her, and she's Uh trying to kill them, and when the girls get away, they bring one girl outside, and the other one, like, kind of just goes off in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, she was probably just looking for a hiding spot in the basement, and happened to go underneath the floorboards. Okay, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the littlest girl is hiding in the floorboards in the basement, and the other one's out in the car, doesn't really matter at this point. No. She gets scared by a crow. Yeah, crows hit cars and stuff. Um, it's very silly, honestly. The possession scene I think is really cool. Yeah. Super, super it, cool. Again, like it's just like the better version of the exorcist too. I agree. I actually yeah. do agree. Um, so all of the possession stuff is going on. Everyone's getting thrown around, hurt. There's a gunshot against some people. Again, Brad just makes everything worse. Makes it harder. He just like put down his shotgun. Yep. In a place where there's children. Yeah. It was seventies. <laughs> Every kid has a shotgun. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my granddad always talks about how he just brought his t- for work for wood shop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Fun crazy. Yeah. With well, there are less people we know to now, shoot now. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> whenever I was in high school, it was like whenever school shootings started to become more of a popular thing, and I actually had teachers talking about like how like it's they need to teach people better gun safety and blah blah blah, blah and, like how people used to bring guns to school and like. He said there'd be times, like, either doing wood shop or whatever else, like, somebody to be modifying theirs or cleaning it. Yeah. It's crazy to think about. It is. Uh, so, the possession's going on, and then Ben? Brad? Brad. Brad. Drew. Greg. Drew. Drew yells out, she's on the floorboards! And the possessed mom hears it she's and like, just, like, like <laughs> yeah, rattles off onto, like, finding her. Becomes, like, super yeah. athletic out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a demonic... Monic possession, possession makes yeah. you super athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think so because like a demon doesn't care if it breaks your yeah body that's <laughs> ultimately. True. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, goes, finds a kid and then they have the possession moment of like, "Don't you do it, you bitch!" Fight fight, fight her, and then what just kind the of mother are you? <laughs> half-heartedly being like, "I love you." Remember it's how much <laughs> I love you yeah. and stuff. I, and then it had like what was <laughs> almost like a throwaway scene because like the Warrens kind of like bond with this family, and there is that scene between the yeah. mom and Lorraine. Talking about like how the, that beach day was like the best day of their lives. Yeah, and Just then like, sad, remember, like t- basically telling her remember the beach, which is a little bit corny, but it works for the scene. Yeah. yeah, it does. And she remembers the beach and loses the uh, she throws Beth Shiva back up. And they leave the yeah. house happily ever after, which surprised me a lot. Actually, the happily ever after. Yeah. Well, they didn't die in real life. Uh, so, do you think that would stop them? <laughs> You're right. They didn't die in real life. Also, they got rid of the demon. They sent it straight back to hell. Yeah, but like I I think I'm just so used to like horror movies having a stinger at the end. Which this kind of does, but like not like not it's like sinister a sinister level. Yeah. Like it's it's the stinger in, set, in the sense of like it feels like it's setting up something else. Yeah. Whereas like most are like actually everything's fucked. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, and this one kind of what like this one if if there was only the Conjuring movie and there wasn't the rest of the Conjuring universe behind it, this would be fine just on its own. Yeah. Yeah, but like it does leave, it does end almost open ended. Like, is like you know, there's more kind of. It does work though because you know the Warren family they did a whole lot of stuff with demonology and like, uh, possessions and like haunted houses and blah 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 blah. So it's kind of like this wasn't their only case. Like they still had work to do after this, mm-hmm. and I think that's what it was trying to show with this first one is that like this is just one out of many cases, and especially since you know they take that toy box or the music box and they put it in the room with like all the other stuff yeah. that was either cursed or had demon possession attached to it and kind of showing like this is just one of many cases. Yeah. Actually, that reminds me, Am I, was I supposed to see something no. at the end? No. Okay. There's nothing I, there. I thought I did I, I like... think that's kind of a false tense moment. Yeah. Because it feels mm-hmm. like it's setting up for something but then just goes to black. Yeah. Which I like a lot. No, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. No, nothing there. Cool. Uh, and that's the movie. Yeah. That's The Conjuring. Yeah. We conjured. We conjured it all up, and we talked about it for some of the podcast, <laughs> for some of it, yeah. Almost like we half. had to, we had to take out a whole lot of things. Like there were some really cool, there were some cool effects that happened in this. I think one of my favorites is still the one with the bed sheet, wherever like the yeah. wind starts picking up whenever she's uh, trying to like take some of the Atch- yeah, clothes that- off of the hangers, and then like whenever one of the sheets come off, it like hits something like there's a body standing there and then flies away. Yeah, yeah actually, it would be really interesting to see how they pulled that off. CG, I think. Is it's it? E- it's either CGI or they had to do multiple takes of that. It looks like, like they better than the CG in all of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It might just be really good CG or it might be really, really good James editing. James does like practical effects. Yeah. yeah. So he does put practical wherever he can. It could have also been like, you know, they had somebody standing there in a green suit so that way they could just like key color them out. Yeah. And then, you know, sheet hits them so there's actually somebody there and then they reshot the scene with like the same wind blowing because mm-hmm. they probably just had a fan there of just the sheet going by itself going up to the window. So that way they could kind of splice both of them together. Like yeah. that's a possible technique that they might have used. It could have just been CGI, because like once it hits the window, because it very specifically is meant to hit that window, because whenever it blows away afterwards, you can tell it's a CGI sh- sheet, but then there's someone standing behind the window. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like Could have been a mix of the two. That's that's when you get the best CGI is when you mix it with practical effects. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's and, something like, that we've said before, not a lot, but we've said it before. People do it's not that people hate cGI people hate bad cGI yeah absolutely yeah and then uh since we're just talking about stuff like one of the and a great example of what I was talking about where like if you took these camera shots and put them in any in any other movie it would suck there's one where the uh Miss Lauren is like leaving the leaving out the thing to grab the Bible and it's like upside down to start and like goes until it like does a one eighty to be right side up and then reverses it. Yeah. By all accounts, that should be a terrible shot. Art, like, quite frankly, but it's <laughs> it's just so good in this. Works really well. Like again, because like it's so unnerving and it does a lot of different things. It it's a weird, awful angle, so it kind of gives you a little bit of vertigo. Mm. But it also shows as she leaves the basement, it's the normal world, everything's right again. She grabs, but as she enters the basement again, everything is upside down. It's all fucked yeah. up again. Like it, it does a whole bunch. It says a lot in one yeah. shot. It's yeah. really good. It's a lot of... It's really good case of show and don't tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, again, James Wan can direct his ass off. Not mm-hmm. so in Sinister 2 or whatever, I guess. Insidious 2, apparently. Not in Insidious 2, no. There's some cool shots in there yeah. still, but... It, it's one of those things, like, I actually do overall like the first Insidious movie. Hated the ending. Yeah. Like, the ending, like... It builds up so much tension and then just has Darth Maul as the villain in the end. Yeah, there's. <laughs> what? It. Yep. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not I, even gonna yeah, expand. No, on I that. think dry might want to show it someday, but I may. I don't love Insidious. I've not kept up with that. That's one of those series I haven't kept up with. Because I didn't mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, I might get back to it at some point. But yeah, like there are some really cool shots that they do with like the paranormal stuff in there, and like some really unnerving shots that they do in there. And there's like just this huge build up to the demon that you see at the end of it. And then once you see the demon, you're like, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, Darth Maul. I still try to. Th- I f- I still feel like the worst ending to any horror movie I've seen is still Krampus. Yeah, Krampus, That's fair. Krampus is bad, and I'm still so mad because we just on a whim watched the alternate ending, and it's not like great, but it's so much better. Yeah, because yeah. like I I hate how in the ending of Krampus they had to be like, "Hey, it's a bad ending. Did you get it?" Yeah, and like everyone looks all distraught and stuff instead of like the slightly instead of the better ending where it's like the kids the only one who realizes. Yeah. Ah, fucking. Trampas sucks so much. It does so much potential, and I just own that movie now. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you do should burn bro. it. You should. You should be like angry, angry nostalgic critic man, and like just be like, this movie smells like donkey doo doo, and then you like rip it up and you like throw it and then you shoot it with the flamethrower. <laughs> uh, you have to acquire a flamethrower legally. I have this. to. Yeah, I have to legally require a flamethrower that wasn't made by Elon Musk, and I would need to. <laughs> Be able to get the hand strength to not cut myself while trying to rip a Blu-ray in half. I I feel like you could do it, Robbie. I believe honestly. Him, yeah. I feel like now you could do it. Yeah. <laughs> Without cutting my hands. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. That's what you gloves. need uncut hands. That's fair. <laughs> Just be Mister Glove Critic, man. <laughs> I get these gloves a two out of ten rating. I cut my hands on the DVD while I was ripping it in half. <laughs> Your review movies and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, but like for the episode he's like a really like luxury pair of gloves that's like really yeah, nice like and like nice and he like completely ruins them ripping this D V D in half. Yeah, great. Anyways, oh, all right. yeah. Uh let's get into final thoughts of the conjuring E. Let's start with you. Yeah, no, I I didn't have really any expectation. In fact, I was given negative expectation from everyone. Really? <laughs> well, Liz. Specifically oh. said he's not gonna like it before we watched it. She did, yeah. She really and then did. you were like, I don't even know if he could watch it. Yeah, I Which, didn't. I didn't know. Not if we... about the quality. No, that just about the scare yeah. factor. And yeah. If you're a weenie, I mean, yeah. you could probably talk about the one scene that you almost threw up on. Oh yeah, that's just because like a ghost pukes blood into the mom's mouth, and that's just gross. Yeah, I think you'd do real good with the uh, 2014 Evil Dead or whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever you like. Uh, like that's a, that's slightly of, that's slightly above. Uh, two people kissing and then saliva comes out apparently for me <laughs> apparently <laughs> i don't know mouth stuff's gross to me and you know that explains a lot it does <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um, which is also
0: why i say he can never watch uh drag me to help because there's so much mouth stuff in that movie so much probably. mouth stuff it, it's also just funny to think that like watching like horror movies and stuff like watching the thing i could get through that fine like not grossed out uh, fucking like some random rom com where like they ch- have a, like a big kiss. I uh, it's like Bleh. making out, really gross. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I, I didn't really have any expectations for Conjuring. I also like again didn't really remember which one it was. I mix as with many things, I end up mixing movies a lot. I think I got this and Exorcist and all the other demon movies mixed up a lot. Fair. Um. So. But no, I, I was really pleasantly surprised by this movie. I think, I mean, obviously, this is just true with horror movies. The characters are really what sells this movie. Yes, um, for sure. You know, uh, credits to the real-life people who probably don't act like these characters. Not at all. <laughs> Not even a little. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. Uh, the premise is as simple as it can be, but done really well. It was just... It's a very done plot but executed perfectly. Yeah, I guess And not not perfectly. Just again, there's issues with the ADR. the CG's kind of bad and again, just the how the character's exposition dump is a little off putting sometimes, but yeah. yeah, fair. Uh, no, there's really cool shots. Uh, this is one of those movies I think any other director this probably would be a bad movie. <laughs> Honestly. Conjuring 3? Fair enough. <laughs> I, I was actually going to compare it to another movie that came out. I think Right after this, was the haunting in Connecticut, which was like this movie, but it's not n- done nearly as well. Liz really likes that movie. Eh. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> one quick fun fact about this is James Wan was sure he was getting a PG 13 on this. He was like, I'm kind certain. of surprised he didn't. Um, he's like, there's just, there's almost no violence. There's no nudity. There's none of that. They don't curse at all, basically. No, not much cursing at all. Uh, took it to the
1: MPAA.
0: R. They were, they were like, okay, uh, what what kind of violence or what can we take out? And they said, no, 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 you can't cut anything out to make this movie PG thirteen. It's too scary. Uh, we won't rate it anything but an R. That's dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that, I was gonna say at the start, but I forgot. But like, I really this does just kind of feel like a PG thirteen movie. It does, it does, but it it was just too scary. They wouldn't rate it anything but an Apparently R. Apparently, it was true. If you were scared by it. I was I was very scared yeah. by this movie. Uh there's a few scenes in here that stuck with me for a while. I'm over them now. I'm over them at this point. But um I think Skinmarink has replaced a lot of that, yeah, uh, that's fair. Visualization fear for me. That's just like funny. I mean, the again, the truth of the matter that they don't like to tell you is the MPAA is not a consistent source. No. 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 Um, um I'm forgetting the name of a move, the movie, but there actually is a movie wherever like there's no nudity in it. Uh but they talk about sex a lot in there and That movie got an NC-17 rating, and they asked, like, okay, well, what can we cut to get an R rating? Like, no, 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 no. Like, just overall, the tone of this movie is an NC-17. We will not rate it anything lower. And it's like, cool, so we get that you can't show sex for, you know, an hour and 30 minutes within a movie, but even talking about it for the whole movie apparently is just a big no-no. Because the whole idea of that movie is, like, people who are very anti-sex and people who are very pro-sex and, like them arguing back and forth like that's the entire premise of that sounds movie. like a boring movie but like, it's okay it- sounds like me and E talking <laughs> <laughs> i'm not anti-sex i just don't want to have it i'm at so <laughs> very like i'm actually very pro-sex <laughs> yes actually i'm i would argue i am like i as much as like i talk about it being gross and stuff i am fr- in like super firm belief that like it's very important to be able to express that stuff and i actually I do get very angry when, like, sites end up having to just do, like, flat porn bans and all that to appease all these, like, random-ass advertisers who couldn't give a shit about anything. And, like, generally, like, I'm very, like, you should, as much as it's disgusting to me, you should be allowed to do these things. Like, I'm firm in that belief. I I like, I appreciate that, E. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That's why I appreciate about Brownie points, brownie points. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) like, no, but, like, yeah, I. As much as it's gross, I don't think you shouldn't be allowed to do it. Okay, okay. Um, so what'd you rate this? Yeah, Conjuring? yeah. Which getting <laughs> all the way back to Conjuring, uh, I, yeah, a very, very surprising t- movie to me. Which is a a lot of times is often what makes me enjoy a movie more than I might if I expect something from it. Yeah. Uh, it being just better Exorcist in basically every way to be also helps. Because it's like, I, I, I like a lot of the ideas of Exorcist. I think there's like a good 20 minutes of Exorcist. This is if there was a good movie in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I would give this a nine. I think if you could get rid of some of the ADR and bad CG and stuff, it would be like basically perfect. But with it, I, I yeah, I would give it a nine, honestly. One of the best horror movies. Pro, possibly top two. I would have to look at all the ones I've seen, yeah. but like, I don't think anything's going to top the thing for me, unfortunately. It's fair. Or fortunately, depending on what your <laughs> opinions are. But yeah.
1: All right,
0: cool. Uh, Robbie. So also love this movie. Like I said, probably like third or fourth time that I've watched this movie. It's been a while since I last watched it, but I do like this movie really good. Uh, I feel like whenever you ask somebody, like, what's a good horror movie? This is probably one of the top 10 that most people will refer to as this is actually a very, very good horror movie. Like if you want to see something that's like, very well shot very well done has a good story behind it has good jump scare has good tension this is a movie to discuss with people um there is like a little bit of things like here and there like some of the exposition dumps are just kind of meh for me it's like the ending is just mostly kind of cheesy for me that if there's anything to like ruin quote unquote this movie it'd be like kind of the cheesiness of the ending of it but all in all this is super super solid uh, horror movie Probably one of the, like, I do agree with E, this is probably one of the best paranormal horror movies out there. Um, I would also give this movie a 9. It's mostly what I, I have very few bad things to say about this movie. This is very much one of the main examples I would give somebody of, like, what is a good horror movie. All right. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love The Conjuring. I think Conjuring 1 and 2 are some of the best horror movies to come out in a very, very long time. They're definitely crowd-pleasing horror movies. Um, there's not a ton of, like, introspective thought. They're not... This isn't in heightened horror or whatever. Yeah, this isn't heightened horror or whatever Scream 6 said, yeah. <laughs> uh, This is just really well-done horror that is there to spook you, there to scare you, there to creep you out, and I think it accomplishes that extremely well. This movie set the standard for what paranormal horror was going to be for the next 10 years, and I think we're just barely getting to the end of this movie's... Uh, Influence? Influence, honestly, yeah. Um, Incredible, incredible run. Uh, I absolutely love this movie. This is one of those movies that I put on the God-tier list of horror movies of, like, I can show this to somebody who hasn't seen it before, and I can be almost guaranteed that they're going to be a little spooked, or they're going to get jump-scared, or they're going to just appreciate what this is doing. This is one of those movies that I can kind of guarantee. Try and yeah. that list as soon as I gave <laughs> it a positive rating. Yep. <laughs> I, like I said earlier, though, like, Everything feels deserved. And like, I had a bad habit whenever I was younger of like, oh, yeah, I'd be really scared if this happened in this movie. And the first time I watched The Conjuring, like, every single time, I was like, this would be a really good spot to have like a jump scare. This would be a really good spot to put something creepy. They did it like almost dot for dot every single time. Like, so my expectations were completely blown out of the water for like how good this was the very first time I saw it. It's a great movie. I'm, I'm I love that it exists. It's one of those kind of Same. things. Uh, I would also give it a nine. It's just, it's a top tier horror movie. James Wan really knocked it out of the park on this one. Um, all right, another podcast episode down. Yeehaw! The we're fir- ticking down. You know, we we're ticking down for the year. We're uh, I, this is the most exciting part of the year for me because I love October and just an excuse to be in horror constantly. It's, it's better than last year where we did all the like old ones that, and then you guys were like, oh <laughs> man, the first ones are always are actually kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, fun October ahead. I think mm-hmm. some good stuff coming your way. Octoberfest. We're gonna do all the beer movies. <laughs> we'll do all the that, beer. I vo- don't know what that means. All the well, there's some. There beer is movies. a beer fest movie. Yeah, uh, we're gonna do some fun horror stuff. Mm-hmm. I I feel good about this one. I won't be there for one. You won't be there for one probably, but that's okay. Alrighty. If you want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? Uh, we got a link tree L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-Y-P. Gives you a link to our Instagram, our podcast stuff. You probably know where you, you want, want to it. watch all the podcast stuff. Yeah. And our Twitch stream and archive every Wednesday, every Saturday, most Mondays. Yeah. We do Twitch streams, Mondays, Rando Fidos. B and D will play a random fighting game. We fucking got Soul Calibur three times now. I think 40% of all the games we've played have been Soul Caliber. <laughs> I think you brilliant. might need to take Soul Calibur out of the list. That's it goes against the principle. Because it's true random. And true random <coughs> means there's a chance it'll just always be Soul Caliber. Oh man. Just uh, renaming it to Soul Calibur Mondays. <laughs> uh Wednesday is me and Daraya. I will hopefully have started Guacamele. We had an issue last week where uh, my provider just decided I don't need internet for eight hours. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. Yeah, that was fun. Got to play a fun frog detective game. Try it, dude. It's very funny because that's very much a me game, not a Tim game. It but, was a fun time, though. Yeah. Apparently, I wrote it. Yeah, he wrote it. You you go you go watch that stream, Robbie. You tell me he didn't write that game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have to go I, back and watch it then. There was literally a part where I was good. I was joking, like I was gonna make a joke, and then the game made the joke I was gonna make. <laughs> yeah. uh, and. Saturday, Robbie should be doing his final stretch of Anodyne 2. We'll see. We'll see how tonight it goes. Might, yeah, yeah, it might be the Last week final of, episode. Yeah. Maybe. No, nah, I don't mark. think so, because this week's probably not going to be very long. But I am too. in the final stretch, according to E. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting stuff. Robbie, yo. Get us out of here. All right. So if you're out and about. Make sure your house isn't haunted. Make sure that you get it blessed if you need to. Absolutely. Uh Hope you have a good spooky season. This is mine and dry's favorite time of year being spooky season. Uh hopefully you guys also enjoy spooky season. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been since the very beginning. Thank you for listening. Thank you so so much. Thank you everybody out there for watching our stream and listening to the podcast. E, thank you. Yeah. Robbie, thank you. E. Everybody out there, have a good one. We'll talk to you later.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.